Yeah. Right now we're going to be praying, speaking in other tongues for the next 15 minutes. I'd like to read to us the scripture, First Timothy. First Timothy 2 from verse 1. I saw therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. So we're going to be praying, especially for leaders, that they are turned from foolishness and deception into truth, into the truth and wisdom. They begin to function in that, that they are no longer deceived. You know, um, Pastor was telling us yesterday during the Your Love World program, some things that we are underlining and has always been in existence since, but because nobody has queried it, that the leaders begin to ask questions. You know, they begin to query things. They will not go ahead and sell their countries and sell wherever they are uh, uh, as a form of betrayal to those people that they lead, but they begin to function in wisdom, the wisdom of the Lord and truth, praise the Lord. Let's go ahead. And pray right now. Kindly unmute yourself. Our leaders are functioning in wisdom. They are functioning in truth. Yes, deception. It's Rekerebosuto <laughs> O Katayala Mande Kiribuzu Tuku Belegiza Pararekabasata Rika Kakakabonde Belegida Pakaruski Lebrondo Predegisa Kataida Lika Rukobusu Tuku Bredakabasata Lika Baradabusata Kabadi Gibas Yikiribuzu Tuku Bredigibus Lakasa <laughs> 
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray, O oh God, for our leaders at every level, hallelujah, that these ones, they function with wisdom, hallelujah, they function with wisdom, and they function with truth, hallelujah, no more deception and foolishness, O oh God, they function with wisdom from above, hallelujah, for your word says that the wisdom which is from above is first of all peaceably, he says it's peaceable. Therefore, these ones of God, they function without wisdom. In the name of the Lord Jesus. This was a function without wisdom from above because it is the peaceable wisdom. And your desire, oh God, your desire is that all men, oh God, they live peaceably. In the name of the Lord Jesus, this one's, oh God, they will no longer betray the trust of those people, oh God, that put them in power. They will no longer betray the trust of their country. They will no longer, oh God, function in the deception, oh God, that is lingering the walls today. The deception of the COVID 19 pandemic, the deception of the vaccines, the deception of the nose mark, the deception that preaching the gospel is going to cause trouble in their nation, 
the deception of God. That Christians are trouble. They will no longer function in these deceptions. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the scale is falling off of their eyes. In the name of the Lord Jesus, but they begin to function in truth. They begin to function in truth. The truth of the gospel. The truth that all that is going on in the world today is a mirage. And that they have a choice. They have a choice. They are not boxed in a corner. They have a choice to reject it. In the name of the Lord Jesus. They will no longer function deception of the deep state or the deception of the deep church. They refuse with the next force, function no more with the deception of the of the leftists. All the extremists. But they function in truth. The truth, hallelujah. The truth of God's word, hallelujah. The truth of God that they go through everything. They probe the things that have been brought strong to them, hallelujah. And they make a choice to stand with the truth from a point of knowledge, hallelujah, and boldness, hallelujah, and confidence, hallelujah. Desiring peace, hallelujah, with wisdom. The true peace that is from above, the true peace that is from God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. We worship and adore your holy name, of God. We exalt you for you are God and you are good. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Father, for in Jesus' name that we've prayed right now. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on what part of the world you are being connected from. Right now, you are welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion. And today is another beautiful day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for this opportunity to lead prayers today. Thank you so much. I'm grateful. Over to you right now. Thank you so much, Pastor Deborah. Good morning. Good afternoon and good evening, everybody. And welcome to another session of the Inspired by the Word Devotion. Um, Today is Tuesday. Tuesday 2nd of, of March 2021, and the devotional article today says, Be Vigilant in the Spirit. Our opening scripture is taken from Nehemiah 4 and verse 17. They which builded on the wall, and they that bear burdens with those that ladded, everyone with one of his hands wrought in the work, and with the other hand, held a weapon. I begin the devotion for today. Nehemiah was faced with an intense opposition when he decided to build the wall of Jerusalem. The Jews' enemies were determined to stop the building by slaying the builders, but Nehemiah wasn't ignorant of their evil plans and intention. As he led God's people to build the wall, they prepared to ward off 
any form of attack. Each one held the weapon with the other hand, taking every necessary precautions against any onslaught from the enemy. This was written for our learning. We are partners and co-laborers with the Lord in building his church, his body, winning souls and carrying out the work of the ministry. While at it, we must be ready to fight against the decrees of darkness to force us to live in a world, an atmosphere or governmental system that's hostile to the gospel. Satan, knowing that his time is short, is trying to move ahead to create the environment of the Antichrist before his time. So we must be on the alert and on the offensive. First Peter 5 and verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant. Be vigilant in the spirit, listening in and with your spirit as you speak in tongues and meditate on the scriptures. The Lord will give you strategies and guidance on how to effectively dismantle the structures of the adversary. Refuse to be moved by some of the happenings in the world today, the confusion, the fear, and deception. By the power of God's spirit, we, the church, are exercising our authority in Christ, bringing in the new order of, thing, of things, getting get vitally involved in this. Pray like you've never done. When we call for days of global prayer and fasting, be a part of it. We're setting in place a new world order in the spirit, where the gospel has free course and in preparation for our soon coming Lord, amen. Praise God. It's not new, a lot of things that have happened in our world today and it's still happening, you know, and I used to tell <laughs> those who, stay around me i said that i i would say that thank god god is not a man and thank god man is not god thank god there's a god that is a sits in heaven that can alter the course of things because of his children that loves us so unconditionally and we ensure that we live and enjoy life. Is our wish above all things that thou may be in health and prosper, even as thy soul prospered. He said, the thoughts that I have for you are thoughts of good, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Another place he said, I came that you may have and enjoy life. This is God's desire for his children. And he will see to it that it is so for us. In today's devotion, we are being told that we must be conscious of the plans of the enemy and we must be vigilant. You know, um, for instance, there's been a lot of social media trends and at the end of the day, people get to see the social media trends for what they are. And the question is, can you know ahead? Can you know from the start what something is about before it plays out? It's like watching a movie and telling the end of the movie from the beginning before it actually, the script actually plays out. It is possible. And when you are sensitive in the realm of the spirit, you would always know. You would always know. He said, not being children, tossed by every wind of doctrine, 
is children that are tossed by anything that you tell them, that believe anything you say, that invite them. But those that have come to maturity in Christ are not that way. They test every spirit if they be of God. And it's one of the things that the scriptures tell us is it test every spirit. Test every spirit. Can somebody successfully lie around you for very long, deceive you and mislead you without you knowing? Not when you have the Holy Ghost. Not when you are giving attention to the world, to the word. You know, Pastor said something. I think it was in um, 2013, and I've never forgotten it. It was teaching about the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. It was actually a Bible study plan. You know, um, it was actually a Bible study. Um, you know, the way we do cell, cell, um, this, it was a cell outline for that um, month. And back then, Pastor would used to have um, like physical Bible study analysis with cell leaders in Lagos. And then there were others who would connect online. And then he he was teaching about the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And then Pastor made a statement. He said, if you love the truth, and I want you to listen to this carefully. He said, if you love the truth, he said, you, will, you can never be deceived. If you love the truth, you can never be deceived. He said, but if per adventure you are deceived, he said, it will not be for long. If peradventure you are deceived, it will not be for long. And the reason it will not be for long is because the Bible says, and thou shalt know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. A man who is consistently given and exposes itself to the truth of God's word. If every time you hear the truth, there is freedom that takes place in your spirit. There is freedom. You see, that is why um, a man who consistently fellowship cannot, cannot have terminal diseases. You know, somebody was telling me, he said, you know, you'll be in those meetings when pastor is praying, maybe communion service, and then as we're breaking bread, um, the man of God is praying concerning our health, and then he's, 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 he's talking about a cancer, he's talking about a growth in the body, he's talking about the same different things. And he was, tell, he was saying that, when pastor is saying such prayers, he said, say amen. Say amen. Because he was saying that sometimes you may, um, see, when, 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 when we have cases where, where somebody, for instance, is said to have been diagnosed with a particular ailment, you will observe that there are a lot of situations where the person had had that thing for some years and didn't know. So a lot of times it is not when sickness manifests that it is that it, it came to be. There are many things that happen before it physically manifests to the extent where the person gets to know. And he was saying that all of those times of fellowship, all of those meetings are times when God actually visits us. And that in that meeting, God can deal with an issue that hasn't manifested that you do not know that has already that that already has taken effect in your body. But we break bread. 
and then there's a prayer, there's a proclamation, and that thing is dealt with in your body, but it never had the chance to express itself to the to, for, to the to the extent of the doctor's report. So there's just something about fellowship. Like every day here, we pray, we declare words, we're breaking bread. There are many things that before they had the chance to manifest, they had already been destroyed. That's the thing about constant fellowship with God. If you are here every day, you hear these words, I can assure you that you cannot be deceived, not in, not in the present world. You cannot because you are vigilant in the spirit. There's somebody here who is actually in the inspired by the word group, but they did not wake up to join the, uh, the devotion. But every day you wake up to join, you are not the same. You are not the same. The Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, not for the lack of prayers. Not for the lack of prophecy, not for the lack of anything, for the lack of knowledge. But every day we wake up, we yield ourselves to knowledge. These are things that make us vigilant in the spirit. Because Pastor was saying, he said, give yourself to fellowship. Give yourself to the word. Give yourself to meditation. These are things that build us up. And then we become mature in the things of God, such that we know deception when he shows up. We are not them that we are not of them that fall for deception. We know we can detect it. It's like the smoke detector. When there's fire or there's smoke in the in the in the in the premises, it detects it. Do you have a deception detector inside of you? When you've invested in the word, you will know deception at every point in time, no matter the form it comes. Because see, the devil comes as an angel of light. He never shows up as the devil. So this is the world we're living in. Many, many evil things will not start as evil. They come in forms of deception, but we know them for what they are before they even manifest. So let's continue to give ourselves to prayer like never before. The first 15 minutes of this devotion is given to prayer. I hope that everyone joins before that, the end of that 15 minutes because it's part of what we're praying for our world, for our leaders, for those who are in authority. Let's continue to join. Let's continue to pray. And like Pastor said, we're setting things in place. We're setting a new world order in the realm of the spirit, the place where the gospel has free cause and we're preparing for the constant coming, you know, of our Lord. Praise God, hallelujah. I'll hand over to Sister Joy to take the further study and the Rhapsody Confession. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ma. Good morning, Ma. Good morning. Good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you're connecting from. I'm going to be taking the further study. First Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Second Corinthians 10 to, but I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with, with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. I hope I and um, Ephesians 6, 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. 
are going to be taking the confession. Please, you can leave your mic muted as you repeat after me. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He opens my eyes to spiritual realities and unveils his thoughts to my spirit. And today, I take charge of situations from the realm of the spirit. I pray against any attempt of the devil to force the church of Jesus Christ to live in a world of the beast before his time. Until the rapture of the church, the name of Jesus Christ shall be glorified in all nations. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Bodozi as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Depends on where we're connecting from. Thank you, Sister Maka, for this wonderful platform. So we're going through the book of Mark, and we're reading the New Testament reading from the Message Translation. Praise God. We're reading Mark chapter 9 today from verse 33. And the caption says, So you went first place. It reads, They came to Capernaum. When, when he was safe at home, he asked them, what were you discussing on the road? The silence was deafening. They had been arguing with one another over who amongst them was greatest. He sat down and summoned the 12. So you want to be first place, then take the last place. Be the servant of all. He put the child in the middle of the room. Then cradling the little one in his arms, he said, whoever embraces one of these children as I do embrace, as I do, as I do embraces me and far more than me, God who sends me. John spoke up, teacher, we saw a man using your name to expel demons and we stopped him because he wasn't in our group. Jesus wasn't pleased. Don't stop him. No one can use my name to do something good and powerful in the next breath. And in the next breath, cut me down. If he's not an enemy, he's an ally. Why? Anyone by just giving you a cup of water in my name is on our side. Count on it that God will notice. On the other hand, if you give one of these simple childlike believers a hard time, bullying or taking advantage of their simple trust you will soon wish you hadn't you better you are better off dropped in the middle of the lake with a milestone around your neck if your hand or your foot gets in god's way chop it off and throw it away you are better off maimed or lame and alive than the proud owner of two hands and two feet godless in the furnace of eternal fire if your eye distracts you from god pull it out and throw it away. You are better off one-eyed and alive than exercising your 2020 vision from inside the fire of hell. Everyone's going through a refining fire sooner or later, but you will be well-preserved, 
protected from the eternal flames. Be preservatives yourself. <clears throat> Preserve the peace. And may the Lord bless this reading in Jesus' name. Amen. Right now, I'll be handing over to Brother John, who will take us in the Old Testament reading. Praise God. Thank you very much, Brother Z. <laughs> Hi, Brad John, you're muted. Okay, so numbers nine. The caption is sorry about that. A call came into my phone. Passover. God spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the first month of the second year. Can, can, can I be heard, please? I just want to be sure. Oh, am I being heard? Yes, you can hear you. Okay, okay. Just, thank you very much. Okay, the Passover, I'll start again from verse 1. God spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the first month of the second year after leaving Egypt, have, have the people of Israel celebrate Passover at a set time. Celebrate it on schedule on the 14th day of this, of this month, following all the rules and procedures. Moses told the people of Israel to celebrate the Passover, and they did in the wilderness of Sinai at evening of the 14th day of the first month. And the people of Israel did it as did it all just as God had commanded Moses. But some of them couldn't celebrate the Passover on the assigned day because they were ritually unclean on account of a corpse. So they presented themselves before Moses and Aaron on Passover and told Moses, We have become ritually unclean because of a corpse. But why should we be barred from bringing God's offering along with other Israelites on the day of on the day set for Passover? Verse eight. So Moses said, "Give me some time. I'll find out what God says in your circumstances." God spoke to Moses, "Tell the people of Israel, give one or another of you." God spoke to Moses, tell the people of Israel, if one or another of you is ritually unclean because of a corpse, or you happen to be off on a long trip, you may still celebrate God's Passover, but celebrate it on the 14th day 
of the second month at evening, eat the lamb together with unraised bread and bitter herbs. Don't leave any of it until morning. Don't break any of its bones. Follow all the procedures. But a man who is ritually clean and is not off on a trip and still fails to celebrate the Passover must be cut off from, from his people because he did not present God's offering at a set time. That man will pay for his sin. Verse 14, any foreigner living among you who wants to celebrate God's Passover is welcome to do it. Praise God. I believe I'll just help Brother John. Same procedures go for both foreigner and native born. Now, the caption, the cloud, verse 15. The day the dwelling was set up, the cloud covered the dwelling of the tent of testimony from sunset until daybreak. It was over the dwelling. It looked like fire. It was like that. It was like that all the time. The cloud over the dwelling and at night looking like fire. Verse 17, when the cloud lifted above the tents, the people of Israel marched out. And when the cloud descended, descended, the people camped. The people of Israel marched at God's command and they camped at his command. As long as the cloud was over, was over the dwelling, they camped. Even when the cloud hovered over the dwelling for many days, they honored God's command and wouldn't march. They stayed in camp, obedient to God's command, as long as the cloud was over the dwelling. But the moment God issued orders, they marched. If the cloud stayed only from sunset to daybreak, and they lifted the day at daybreak, they marched. Night or day, it made no difference. When the cloud lifted, they marched. It made no difference whether the cloud hovered over the dwelling for two days, or a month, or a year, as long as the cloud was there, they were there. And when the cloud went up, they got up and marched. They camped at God's command and they marched at God's command. They lived obediently by God's orders as delivered by Moses. Praise God. So over to you, esteemed Sister Maka for chapter 10. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Brother John. Um, we see um something very striking in this particular chapter that brother john just read god had told the children of israel that if the cloud hovered around the um, the the um the dwelling that they carried around as long as he hovered they were not to move but when he moved they moved and he said that if the if that cloud hovered around the over the dwelling for two days or a month or a year, it's as long as the cloud was there, they were there. When he moved, they moved. And you know, in our day and in our time, how many of us takes an action or takes a decision when we have heard from God? You know, sometimes we're praying about something, we're trusting God for something, and we're in a hurry. God is, it looks like God is silent and we're wondering why he's silent. And then you find that people go ahead and then they take decisions 
without waiting for that confirmation. There are even times when maybe your pastor even tells you, okay, on this particular matter, hold on. Like we, we it's for instance, in the area of marriage, a lot of young people, maybe when they want to get married and they're like, oh, pastor, um, I'm interested in this sister. I like her. Or um, pastor, this brother um, seems to be interested in me. Um, this, 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 that. And pastor will say, okay, really? Okay, just hold on. And then we have cases where the um, the individual or even both individuals can begin to put pressure on the pastor. You know, every service day they are reminding the pastor. You know, we've had so many cases like that. And to the extent that there are, there are those who went ahead, you know, without hearing from the pastor. So some of them went to another church to go and get married because in, so, the so-called pastor was delaying in giving them the approval or the response that they, are, they desire, you know. And of course, they'll use it as a, um, as a, they'll tell us that, oh, um, their parents wanted them to get married in their church and all of that. So we've even had cases okay. where people have. We've even had cases where um, um, the people actually went ahead, got married without um, um, without even us knowing, you know, maybe on the day of the wedding, we'll just see um, the wedding on some people's status that maybe we share as common acquaintances and all of that. So this is the scripture today. The spirit of God is, we're not being guided by clouds, by the moving and um, pausing of clouds, but we have the Holy Ghost. And then we have the gift of pastoral guidance, especially if you're in a ministry like ours. When you are told on this matter, hold on, are you willing to wait? Are you willing to wait? Or are you in a hurry to do whatever you want to do? You find people who Oh, they get new jobs. It's when they are sharing the testimony that you even find out as a leader. They don't talk to you about it. They don't seek counsel about it. You know, so these things that we read in the scriptures, they are there for us to see that there is a way. There is a way. Remember that that cloud was the spirit of God and he guided them at that time. Today we have the Holy Spirit. Today we have the scriptures. And, you know, one of the things is the spirit of God will never guide you outside of the word. Will never guide you outside of the word. So make up your mind that except the Lord is leading you in a direction, you will not jump at it. And don't be the one that said that the Holy Spirit has spoken to me. So nothing any other person says counts. Somebody raised you in the way of God. There's a reason he said he gave, he gave, so he gave us pastors. He, said he gave us evangelists. He said for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of ministry. Another place was talking about how that God gave us spiritual fathers to guide us, to help us. The Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there's safety. Don't be, don't go alone in this part of life. It's risky. You know, so um, we can always relate this Bible study, you know, to our personal lives and to do that which God's word says. Praise God. Numbers chapter 10, the two buggles. 
God spoke to Moses, make two buckles of hammered silver, use them to call the congregation together and give marching orders to the camp. When you blow them, the whole community will meet you at the entrance of the tent of meeting. When a bogle gives a single short blast, that's the signal for the leaders, the heads of the clans to assemble. When it gives a long blast, that's the signal to march. At the first blast, the tribes who were camped on the east set out. At the second blast, the camps on the south set out. The long blast are the signals to march. The bogle call that gathers the assembly is different from the signal to march. Verse 8, the sons of Aaron, the priest, are in charge of blowing the bogles. It's their assigned duty down through the generations. When you go to war against an aggressor, blow a long blast on the bogles so that God will notice you and deliver you from your enemies. Also, at times of celebration, at the appointed feast and new moon festivals, blow the bogles over your whole bond offerings and peace offerings. They will keep your attention on God. I am God, your God. The march from Sinai to Paran. Verse 11, in the second year on the, 20, on the 20th day of the second month, the cloud went up from over the dwelling of the testimony. At that, the people of Israel set out on their travels from the wilderness of Sinai until the cloud finally settled in the wilderness of Paran. They began their march at the command of God through Moses. The flag of the camp of Judah led the way, rank after rank, the com under the command of Nashon, son of Am Aminadab, Nathaniel, son of Zohar, commanded the forces of the tribe of Issachar, and Eliab, son of Helion, commanded the forces of the tribe of Zebulun. As soon as the dwelling was taken down, the Gishonites and the Merarites set out carrying the dwelling. Verse 18, the flag of the camp of Ruben was next with Eliezer, son of Shadel in command. Shelumiel, son of Zerushadai, commanded the forces of the tribe of Simeon. Eli, Elisab, son of Duel, commanded the forces of the tribe of God. <clears throat> then the Korachites left, carrying the holy things. By the time they arrived, the dwelling would be set up. The flag of the tribe of Ephraim moved, over next, moved out next, commanded by Elishama, son of Amihud. Gamaliel, son of Pedashlo, commanded the forces of the tribe of Manasseh. Abidan, son of Gideoni, commanded the forces of the tribe of Benjamin. Verse 25, finally, under the flag of the tribe of Dan, the rear guard of all the camps marched out with Ahiza, son of Amishadai, in command. Pagel, son of Okran, commanded the forces of the tribe of Asher. Ahiran, son of Enan, commanded the forces of the tribe of Naphtali. These were the marching units of the people of Israel. They were on their way. Moses said to the brother, to his brother-in-law, Hobab. Moses said to his brother-in-law, Hobab, son of Ruel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, we are marching to the place about which God promised. I'll give it to you. Come with us. We'll treat you well. God has promised good things for Israel. But Hobab said, I'm not coming. I'm going back home to my own country, to my own family. Moses countered, don't leave us. You know all the best places to camp in the wilderness. We need your eyes. If you come with us, 
we'll make sure that you share in all the good things God will do for us. Verse 33, and so off they marched from the mountain of God. They marched three days with the chest of the covenant of God in the lead to scout out a campsite. The cloud of God was above by day when they marched from the camp with the chest leading the way. Moses would say, get up, God, put down your enemies, chase those who hit you to the hills. And when the chest was set down, he would say, rest with us, God, stay with the many many thousands of Israel. Thank you, Father, for the reading of your word and the entrance of it. Thank you for light has been shed in the situations of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. I think we can take a testimony today. The first hand that goes up, if you have a testimony, Okay, Brother John, please go ahead. <laughs> Praise Lord. Okay. Um, thank you very much, Tamaka, for this beautiful opportunity. Okay, um, I'll just be very brief because this testimony means so much to me. I um I think about two or three weeks ago, or oh, let me start this way. Uh over for some time now, I've been having a challenge or I've been battling with a challenge where um, an accommodation challenge per se. So I've said that, okay, I really want to get a new place because most times I, I at, the mo at the moment, prior to this time, I, I pay for my, for my parents' house and um, for some other people, but I have not been able to get my own place. So and um, one of the conditions I was given when I told them in my church that I wanted to get married is that I have to get my own place. So I was working towards it. So, but it was as though the money wasn't coming forth. So during these our times of prayer, I think about two weeks ago, while after praying, after our devotion, I was just lying on my bed and I heard the Spirit of God say to me, I can I can remember that day on the 16th of February, I heard the Spirit of God say to me vividly, he said, he said, John, you will get your accommodation this month. Then I, I, I stood up. I was excited in my spirit because the voice was very clear. Then I, I throughout that week, I was giving thanks, I was praying, not nothing happened then but i was very confident then on sunday that was last week sunday in church during leaders meeting one of our deacons after rounding off he just said by, by the spirit again he said the spirit told him that some of you here you have accommodation challenge to be resolved this week you will come back this coming sunday to testify i said that means so then his people told me, said this throughout this past week, just give thanks. Don't pray about it or anything. Give thanks. I said, okay. So that was just my mantra for that past week. I was just in the mood of thanksgiving. Then to cut the long story short, I think on, on Tuesday, I saw signs of things beginning to happen. 
and on Thursday, I got, I got the money miraculously. And I was like, wow. Then it didn't just happen there. So pressure was now coming from home because the rent for my parents' house was due and I have to pay. So pressure was not coming from home. Then I thought to myself, well, I have to pay my parents' rent first because I can't just, I cannot get the place where my parents have issues with accommodation. So then I channeled money to them. I sent money to their landlord and my parents were so happy. They prayed for me and all that. Then on Friday, last last Friday, after this uh, same prayer, (laughs) I was just lying on the bed thinking, I'm like, ah, man, this month is about to run off. Well, at least I have a testimony that I paid for my parents' rent. Then I heard the Holy Ghost say very clearly, he said, John, go for it. That was the day that we had that powerful time of session here. And Sister Maka said that there's grace for anything we want to achieve that we should go, go for anything. So that day, I just heard the Holy Ghost say to me, say, John, go for it. And I was like, the money I have with me can't get it. Or he just said, go for it. I was just hearing that word again and again, go for it, go for it, go for it. So as though the Holy Spirit was just pushing me. And I stood up, freshened up, and I set out. He told me the agent to call. I went ahead, I called that agent, called the woman, and I went to meet her. That day, that Friday, I didn't even go too far. I saw the place. Then initially they were like, ah, they don't want this kind of person. They don't want, but somehow I got that place that Friday. Then um, it was not an issue for me to pay. (laughs) I told them, they were like, okay, I'll come. I said, I'll come the next day with my fiance. If she likes it, we'll pay. And at that time, I didn't have the complete money, but I just said it that way. So, but miraculously, miraculously before i got there that saturday i just called sent a message to this person sent me money sent a message to another person, money. as of that saturday when i got there i had the complete more than enough money to pay for that accommodation so but to the glory of god yesterday i went to see the landlady and we finalized everything and i paid fully for that accommodation so i just want to thank god because this has been like this is like a thing that has been lingering for over a year plus, but it's, it's finally it's so thank you very, very much. Thank you so much, Brother John. Thank you very much for sharing and congratulations. <laughs> and um, anyone who also desires an accommodation like this, the grace to make it happen, you've contacted that grace just by listening to this testimony. So know that that time is now and your miracle is sure. Praise God. Because of time, we may not be able to take more testimonies, but please feel free to type them out and share them on the group. Um, at this time, we're going to quickly take the um, Pauline affirmation and it's going to be displayed, displayed on the screen. So we'll quickly take the Pauline affirmation and then we would um, um, do take the communion as well. Praise God. Please, can we have the affirmation on the screen? Okay, so as is customary, we would, um, the 
we would you say your name and then you take the first um paragraph say your name take the second paragraph and then we continue like that till the end of the affirmation please omit and let's say the affirmation one two one two, one, two. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It is so. And at this moment, we'll quickly take the communion. I'm reading 1 Corinthians 23 and verse 22, verse 26. From, for I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Father, thank you, O God, for the breaking of the bread, which signifies the body of Christ that was broken on our behalf. Thank you for everything that Christ died that we might be. We enjoy to the full that life and all the blessings of the gospel that Christ brought to us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Please break the bread and take it. Verse 25, after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These two years after you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you just should the lost death till he come. Thank you, Father, for the cup of the new covenant sealed with the blood of Jesus. This blood speaks better things continually for our sakes. Thank you, Lord. It speaks blessings, it speaks grace, it speaks peace. Father, I pray for that one who has been troubled in their hearts before today, troubled by errors that they have made, troubled 
by challenges that have arisen, troubled by the situation at this time that seems like they will not be able to meet up with a particular project or a particular need. Father, thank you. Peace, peace. I speak peace in that situation. And I speak prosperity in that situation. Suddenly there's a way, suddenly there's a miracle. Suddenly there's a provision. Thank you, Father. By virtue of today's communion, we declare that every need is met with abundant supply in the mighty name of Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can take the cup. Thank you so much for showing up every day for these times of devotion. I believe that they've been impactful for you and they've been life-changing and you've been growing in the things of the spirit. Thank you to all of our co-hosts. Thank you for daily blessing us and impacting us with investments of your personality. We'll now share the benediction. Thank you, everyone. Looking forward to seeing you again tomorrow. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Love of our God. And the faithfulness of the Holy Spirit is for us now. Thank you, Ma. Thank you, Ma. We love you. Thank you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much.